I'm Emily. I'm Molly. And welcome to Stupid Genius. Stupid Genius. Genius. So, we've got a big genius here today. (laughs) This is a whole genius episode. It is. Do you want to update us why it's so genius? Today is a genius episode because I am a big fat genius. I passed my PhD viva. Oh my God. Actually, can we do the intro again? Hi, I'm Emily. I'm Dr. Molly. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell? That's crazy. How does it feel? Um, yeah, weird. Yeah. Weird. We felt like this needed a whole episode yeah. because um, lots of feelings going around. But I think also, like I was saying to you, wasn't I, Emily, that you hear a lot about what the vibe is mm-hmm. in like a very factual sense. But I don't think anyone had ever actually sat me down and told me what a PhD viva is like in terms of the full experience and yeah. like you often hear it from supervisors who you don't really believe them anyway when they tell you it's going to be fine and all that jazz yeah you're like well you, of course you don't even remember you don't know yeah. what you don't know what i'm feeling <laughs> exactly, right now exactly so i don't know it just seemed like it might be helpful to people that are like coming up to yeah. the vivas and maybe you've already done your viva and you it might just, be nice to reflect, reflect <laughs> reminisce. yeah exactly <laughs> okay so we will get the full ramble on it. So actually, I want to know what your weekend was like. Do you know what my weekend was? Let's remember. Oh, you yeah. saw Soph, your friend. I saw my friend on Saturday. Yes. Yeah, so Sorry. Like, the, the, <laughs> <laughs> Name and shame. There you go. Yeah. Shout out to Soph. Yeah, um, the Viva was on the Thursday and this episode's going out slightly later. So it was a couple of weeks ago now um, from when this is being released, but it was last week for me now. And um, I was like, everyone kept saying, are you going to celebrate? Are you going to celebrate? And I don't drink anymore. So people's idea of celebrations is quite different. Yeah. I try to do just like little nice things. So like you say, I went to meet my mate at a National Trust property. We had like nice lunch. The next morning, me and Lloyd went for brunch with one of our couple friends. And then we went to see... Yeah. yeah, Ludovico. Yeah. Oh my God. Who, if you're listening and you don't know who Ludovico Einaudi is. Neither did I. Go listen to him. <laughs> Actually, I still don't really know. Oh, he's amazing. He's this old um, Italian pianist and he is, I'm not like super into classical music, but I do like classical you know, as much as I love Dolly Parton, like I, right. I don't like one specific thing. I just love all different types. Yeah. And um, my mate introduced me to him back in undergrad because her dad plays the piano and I immediately just loved it. And it was fucking magical. It was, was on. It? Oh my Moving. God. Did you cry? I didn't cry, but I definitely felt emotional, especially because he did play quite a few that I knew. One that I absolutely love. Um, and it was in the big MS arena, which in a way I, I imagine an intimate arena uh, venue would be nice, but the light shows that were with it were just incredible. And wow. he was joined on stage by a cello player and a violinist. That's for a cool. Bit. It was amazing. There was these three bloody, oh God, women in front though, like, oh, you know, the type, like mm. really glam with their wine. Yeah. I'm really just loud and I'm obnoxious. Oh, yeah, a little bit. And like, luckily they weren't loud when he was playing particularly because I'd have literally just been like, shut Same. Up. I'm actually, I'm not afraid anymore. I do not care. To be like, um, guys, I paid good money. Yeah. Sh- shut the fuck up. If you want to talk, go outside. But she kept like, it was very dark and very like, the atmosphere was very brooded. And she kept trying to film, which no one was filming. It just wasn't that vibe. And she had a fucking flash on. <laughs> and then she'd be like, oops. And then she just like kept doing it. And I was she like. She had too much wine. I was getting. Like, oh, didn't she? Oh, yeah. Mom and I, but we didn't get home till 1 a.m. on Sunday night. Yeah. Because <laughs> what a wild classical gig. <laughs> wild, right? It finished at like <laughs> half 10 or like quarter to 11. And just to say, because I know I'm rambling on now, but um, the support act was this folk singer who I love called Sam Lee. Oh. And this is really self indulgent, but I love him because he has a song called Lovely Molly. <laughs> Which is really nice. Oh my god, that's really good because we we were, we were searching not long ago, me and Molly, because there's so many songs about Emily. There's not really many many songs yeah, about I Molly with the it. IE, and oh, you did play. It's not this, with an IE. Oh, okay, but so you know, beggars can't be choosers. Yeah, we found one song, and it was like Molly, <laughs> Molly. Like <laughs> it wasn't that one. <laughs> that wasn't what he was playing. Okay, um, and he was supporting, and on the way out, he was stood by the door, so I went over and had a really nice chat no with him. Way. Yeah, did and you fan like, girl or not really? No, I was really cool. Yeah. Sure. I was actually. I, I was, don't believe you. I was I really. <laughs> no, I was really cool. Hi, I love you. I'm like, okay, yeah, I can't believe you played my song. No, well, he didn't play it. To be fair. Oh, fuck I know. him. And he said sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I Molly. Like, I was like, it would be quite presumptuous of me to think you would play it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we. It took us an hour to get out of the car park. <laughs> fucking A fucking hour. That's why people. Oh, okay. 
That's why people leave the gigs early. And Are then, you ever a person that leaves the gig? No. No. Why the fuck Never. would you leave early when it's... Yeah, you've paid like a lot of money to be there. Just because you don't want to get caught in the crowds. That always... In hindsight, me. would I have left slightly earlier? I don't know. Probably not. But No. Anyways, that was my weekend. Tell me about yours because you've been in the dam. I went in... Yeah, I went to Amsterdam. Amsterdam, baby. Um, Didn't realise there was a whole um dance music festival on for the whole... No wonder everything was so expensive, like accommodation and everything. We're like, why is it so expensive? <laughs> Got there and there's like pure hard like dance music people going for it like 24 7 it was packed it was oh actually really good because it brought a good atmosphere especially to the hostel and when did you book this trip like literally a week not ago. yeah not yeah. too long ago um basically my friend met someone while she was traveling and he's from the netherlands and he's from wait yeah is Amsterdam the netherlands yeah okay Sully. wait no holland huh wait no holland is in the netherlands, netherlands yeah yeah. You know when you have I'm that pretty- moment where you're talking, you're like, wait, yeah. have I just like... I'm not- I get quite confused about this, but I think Holland is the country and then isn't the Holland Netherlands isn't like a collection of yes. small places And then obviously Amsterdam's a city within yeah. Holland. Fucking hell. If we've got any yeah. Dutch people listening, then I'm, I'm so sorry. sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is Maybe this is my stupid... <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, what, she was going to visit him? Yeah, she was like, well, I kind of, but like, it's a bit scary. And I was like, well, I'll come. Like, And she was like, but I was like, I'm fine being on my own. Like, yeah, actually, museums. I, new museums, I've got stuff to do. Pastries. Like, yeah. Honestly, I had the best cookie ever. I actually even left a review, which I never do. I was like, best coffee, best cookie ever. Great coffee. That was my review. I love a cookie as well. Was honestly, it one of those, like, giant ones? It was a ones? fat one, and it was gooey inside, and it was, oh. like, crunchy, but... Oh, it was just amazing. I could go back. I've actually starred it because it was so good. Sounds dreamy. Um, yeah, so went to Amsterdam and it was, it was. I, I could live there. It's so lovely. And before I'd been when I was 17, so obviously I went and saw the red light district and, you know, went to the coffee shops. Um, and this time I, I did more more of like what I probably would like to do. Like the cultural the stuff. The actual cultural stuff and went to the museums. Um, Van Gogh's one of my favourite. Oh, the Van Gogh or... As the Dutch say, Van Hock. Van Hock. <laughs> I was going to say, come on, we're not having that full conversation again. In the last episode, we had a full conversation about um, how to say Van Gogh. Van Gogh, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> well, that? I learned. I learned. But I now learned. we have a new now version. Go on, again. Van Hock. Van Hock. I think we cut Van Hock. Van yeah. Hock. H-O-C-K. We cut it out of the last episode because you were like, Emily, you're rambling. I cut so some much. of it out. <laughs> about 10 minutes, we ended up talking about that. Well, this leads me on to my stupid because... Obviously, I wanted to go and I wanted to go to the cafes, not the coffee shops. There's a difference. Not the weed shops, guys. Just coffee. Yes. Coffee and cake. Straight up coffee. Um, museums, that sort of stuff. They've got a museum for everything. And uh, maybe a few drinks in the evening. Although I don't, I was on antibiotics as well and I, I don't really drink. So, but I go to those environments and have um, ginger beer, which I'm really into. Oh, I do Ooh, love a ginger beer. I know. And they kept on being like, we don't have ginger beer. And I was, I was like, oh, let me look at the menu. And they're like, oh, okay, ginger ale. <laughs> Like, are you kidding me? Same thing. Same shit, different smell. Um, same smell. Yeah, same. Same shit, different, same smell. Different, yeah, same, same. <laughs> um, got to, it was, we got an early flight. We woke up at 3 a.m. Uh, Out or in? In. Right. And so I was a little bit dazed. Hadn't really had my coffee. Obviously, you go. We, we arrive in Amsterdam about 9 so uh, oh, see, I meant the opposite. In is in back into England. Oh, ooh. when I said out, I meant out. out yeah, obviously. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so the out was three a.m. Yeah, oh, right. God. And um, and the guy was like, "Oh, um, what are you here for?" And I was like, "I like panic because no, no, no one in like checking my passport ever asked me questions. No, unless you go into like America, they'll ask you. They ask, yeah, they're like, "Oh, what are you here for?" And I was like, "Um, he was like, you here to party?" And I was like. No, no, I'm I'm mainly here for like the the coffee shops and and I was like I was like oh wait no 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 not the weed <laughs> I was like panicking to the security guard that's gonna let me in or not I was like no 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 not weed not weed like I mean like coffee and he was like aha uh-huh, yeah yeah and I was and like this is because of the festival I was like yeah yeah and I was like sweating and I was like and he was like I'm only I'm only messing with you go go on and I was like you guys probably <laughs> looked like party as in like those sorts of yeah we young yeah a couple of young gals. Funky, funky, funky. yeah. I had my cap on. That's taken So, off. what was the Greasy stupid? Hair. I feel like that. Um, so, that's my stupid. T- telling the security guard that I came for coffee shops, came for oh. weed, and which is illegal. Oh my god, it is now. Yeah, they've changed the law. No, no, it's always been illegal. What has? 
in Amsterdam, it's always been illegal. Drugs like weed and um, mushrooms and all that sort of stuff. They've just tolerated it because they had a big problem. See, I learned a lot. I did a walking tour. Really? Yeah, they had a big problem with it. And they said, okay, how do we make it better? Okay, we'll tolerate it in certain places, such like coffee shops. Yeah. So, but this is the issue they're having with at the moment is, obviously, it being illegal, people can't grow the amount that they're selling to the customers. So it's not monitor, not monetized. It's not... um, What's regulated? The, regulated. So it's not regulated. And where do you think they're going to get their drugs from? Yeah, from the black market. So. From the black market and gangs and, and right. you know, those sort of places. So um, I thought that was really interesting. And actually, maybe maybe you guys have learned something in terms of, I assumed it was legal. Yeah. Um, but it, no, it's all illegal. And obviously, it's they'll fine you if, the, if you're smoking it on the street, but you yeah. can do it in the coffee shops. But it's yeah. just tolerated. I knew that bit about being able to only do it in the coffee shops, but I know that recently they've made it so tourists can't do it, haven't they? There's no. like a new crackdown on it. I think they're trying to shift it. I'm not sure about that. He didn't mention anything about that, but oh, right. I know that they're trying to figure out a way to... To move it, but the red light district and um, sex workers is legal, yeah. and they pay taxes and everything like that, and they're trying to make it as safe as possible. But have you heard the story going around on Instagram at the moment? Go on. I feel like every group chat I'm in has posted it. <gasps> no, about go on. the Amsterdam light district and the the. Have you heard this? No, it's quite horrific. Should okay. I share it though? Go on then. So very very briefly in a nutshell, because it's quite long. It's basically this voice note that's going around to everyone that these a hen party and a stag party went to Amsterdam the same weekend as in like you know the fat, the, the the groom and the bride oh and yeah so they they went together but went separate ways mm-hmm. sort of thing but they were all in Amsterdam that weekend anyway a guy you know they have like those glory holes yeah in the red light district and then basically you can have an option to to switch and see who's behind the glory hole and so this woman was doing something to the thing that comes through the glory hole let's just leave it to your imagination they flicked the switch and it was her dad he was on the stag do <laughs> oh i know and literally every- i just flicked the switch it's switch, disgusting switch. what would you do die just die just shrivel up and die anyway i'm gonna move on to my stupid i'm speechless <laughs> <laughs> yeah emily just looks so horrified <laughs> My um, main, can I just say my main stu- stupid bush, I'm not going to get into it, is um, I missed an, uh, another meeting just by sheer looking at the time wrong. Don't tell me it was the same person that you miss meetings with all the time. What was within the same, like, category? Not the same person. But, but a supervisor. Uh, my funders. So that's um, fun. Yeah. Fuck. I, I honestly don't get how that happened. I, I, I even messaged you saying it's at 3.30. Right. And it was at 2.30. So I read it wrong. And I kept on checking because oh. I was like, I can't miss it. Can't miss it. Does your outlook not give you reminders? Mine gives me a 15 minute reminder. It does. But I must have been in the state I was in. <laughs> Saw the reminder, just dismissed it automatically. Yeah. You know, like sometimes you're just on autopilot. Yeah, yeah. Go on, oh, go on your shit. stupid. Yeah. Um, it is what it is. It is. It is. It's done you now. Know. I mean, I've got the meeting today. I better not miss it. What time is it at? Mm. <laughs> Good question. No, it's, on. At, it's at one. It's one. One right. o'clock. Lunchtime. But you're teaching it. 12 to 12 till one. Right. I'll leave early. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they always finish a bit early, don't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, my stupid, again, I feel like it's a boring one because... Um, I have this stupid all the time at the moment, but literally just that I keep taking on too much and I am not doing well at the whole saying no thing. Classic, classic, I know, and classic. it's so boring. I'm so sick of saying it, but like... No, but it's it's one of those, it's, it's good to know that you're, you know, you'd like to think that us as humans learn from our mistakes or go, oh, we keep doing this, maybe let's not. I don't learn from my mistakes, hence why I'm having my second tattoo laser removed off. Laser, <laughs> laser removed off. <laughs> what two of my like yeah anyway um i just think like after my viva basically the the viva was on the thursday and on the friday i was teaching nine till six which is a fucking yeah why didn't you book that i guess you couldn't i didn't have a choice i needed to work it yeah obviously i it it was just one of those so like after the viva i did feel very tired and then the sun the friday came i had no downtime and then Saturday after I saw my mate I then mm. drove to my stepsisters to see my mum and stepdad and then I do you know what I mean like I just did so much yeah and and then work has really taken off I've got a lot on with teaching but also I've taken on I've got a book chapter that's due next month I've also got a 3,000 word proposal which is going to be really difficult to write for this special issue I've got just 
so many things suddenly i've just been given bloody nine dissertation students that i have to supervise like all these things keep coming at me but like this has been continuous since for like five months right six months since like to be honest since i've known you you've been like oh i'll just get through this this is just a busy period this is just a busy period it's constantly a busy period and there's things that you can't like i don't feel like i could have said no to any of these things but what i could do is in my downtime have downtime but i've not i just fill it well, because because the downtime, I get it though. Because the downtime, I'm like that. I don't want. I want my downtime to be living my life. Yeah, exactly. Enjoyable, fun, productive, and like I've started writing a fiction book. <laughs> so like, I've yeah, been, that is bonkers. Been, to be fair though, Molly, I did write a blog about my travels, and I was like, I'm going to start a blog about my travels, and I was like, No, I'm not, Emily. No, I'm not. See, I am going to do this, and I want uh, to do it. But do you know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. I need to learn to just do nothing. Lloyd's always telling me, Mol, you just need to do nothing, and I just. Can't, can't can't stop. Well, that's why I've started to crochet. Yes, because it's my way of doing nothing. Active rest, active rest. But I'm still doing something. But it's very, very just like yeah. And I finished numbing. my yeah. Emily it looks so good. Crochet, it does look like a willy. Yeah, it does. I posted <laughs> it's got it. A pink tip. It's got a pink tip. Why? <laughs> it looks so bad. I was even my mum was like, that looks like a willy. But I didn't <laughs> obviously know that the wool was gonna change colour after the tip, did I? Because it's like no, that wool yeah. changes colour. But um Poor, bad luck. Bad fucking luck. But do you know what? One bottle It doesn't look it. like a willy. It doesn't look like a willy. No. But it I looks did, so good though. Well I done. sent it yesterday and in the card I said to my supervisor who it's for. I it's said, not like, willy. <laughs> yeah, I just put it's a bottle holder, not it's not what you're thinking it is, it's bottle holder. Sort of thing. <laughs> and then she's probably gonna be like, What do, what I do you think, think it is? is? It's obviously a ball holder. <laughs> you get your head out of the gutter. <laughs> Let's hear your genius though. Oh, mine's you know what? We do this every week. And I was like, fuck, I don't have a... Every time I go like, fuck, what is my... What have I been doing this week? And I have to look back at my calendar and be like, what the hell? Um, And I've actually had a mad genius week. And I'm so glad we do this because before I just felt like I've had quite a busy week. Don't really know what's going on. You acknowledged it. No. I have managed to written a rough draft of my introduction, methods and results of one paper (gasps) in one week. That's mad. In one week. What? That's like... I think it was like 10,000 words. What the fuck? No, when I'm, no, no. When I'm on it, I'm on it. 10,000 words. 10,000 words I've written. I, it was mad. And that I, is amazing. Right? Is this your Obviously it's a rough draft. It's um chapter, it'll be chapter three, but study two. It's the interviews and that's why it's so much because obviously when you write interview results, yeah, it's, it's quite easy as well. And you're just like, this person, da, 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 da. yeah, yeah, yeah. The discussion's going to be the hard part, you know. You say that, though. My discussion came, like, surprisingly easy. Oh, did it? Yeah, I thought it was going to be way worse. Okay. I think if you know where you're going in your head. Yeah, I've, I've got the story, and and I just need thinking time, and, and I'm going to sort of... I need to get my feedback back on the results before I start writing up the discussion. Yeah. But um, you must I was, be amazing. I was actually like, what? What? And I know I'm going to have to go back into the introduction and edit because obviously, yeah, you know, you're gonna. And... I always write intros last, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was thinking that when I was writing, I was like, oh, it's gonna, it's actually kind of hard now because the, I don't know where the discussion's going to go. Yeah, but at least then I have a sort of structure and I've done the research and I've done the reading. Yeah, so certainly. then I can just go back in. But so um, have you sent it to your supervisors? Well, no, I asked them and said, hey. Um, my main supervisor that do you want to I've done the introduction methods and results I've already sent the results off to one of my supervisors who's um, known in qualitative research to to um, look at look them through and give them results but uh, the introduction and methods I haven't so I asked him do you want to see the introduction I've got it do you want me to send it tomorrow or would you rather the whole thing and he right. said oh, he'd rather the whole thing That's for, yeah which is like enough. You know what? I think same because then is it like with the discussion as well? Yeah, because then you can get a whole story of it. So there we go. That is fucking exciting. Honestly, exciting. So I've got chapter one and a bit of chapter two. Well, a lot of chapter two. And if I'm, I was like, whoa, that's in a week. If I keep working like this, well, don't try and have a week like that every week because you'll be burnt out for sure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I was working. To be honest. And I won't, I I did overwork. I did work into the after hours. I did my non-negotiables, which is right. working past six. But doing that every now and again is okay because you feel amazing now, I bet. Because I feel really good. And I had, I had set the deadlines. And then because I was ill, I obviously couldn't work the days that I was sleeping. And then I was like, but I still want to keep to the deadlines. It's a tricky yeah. one. What do you do? Do you like push the deadlines back or do you just go, okay, well, 
I'm going to catch up on the fact that I was ill. I it's think so it has weird. To be on like a very much case by case basis. Doesn't yeah. It? Um, and, if, and and if I wasn't feeling up for it, I probably wouldn't have. But yeah. I and I would have messaged my supervisor going, "I've been ill. Can we push us back a week?" Yeah. But I just was like, you know what? No, I just want to get it. It's having that communication, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And not just like getting to the deadline and being like, "Oh shit, guys, sorry." You know, if you tell them in advance, like I've been ill and this is the new deadline, then they're not going to be like, "What? What? How dare you? You cannot be ill." <sighs> um, I can't wait to talk about your main genius. Should we get into the? the Let's ramble? just get into it, Doctor Molly. It's crazy. I nearly said reporting for duty then. <laughs> reporting Dr. for Dr. Molly, reporting, reporting for, for duty. duty. Okay, Dr. Molly, question for you. Okay. What was... <laughs> I'm scared. Your... For... The forts? Forts. <laughs> I mean, proper... Proper... <laughs> What was your thought? <laughs> what are what was your thoughts moments before stepping into that room with the Viber? Oh, that's a really good question. Probably blankness. Um, it was a little bit just like fuck it, let's just do this now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was definitely like motivational. Yeah, just like whoa, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Game face on. Game face on for sure. Okay, let's. Um, that's really interesting. And what was it moments after when you stepped out of the room before they told you that you were a doctor? Well, well. Should was, we actually talk through the process? Yeah, because it was a funny one. Yeah, it didn't go how I thought it would, and how people say it does. In that yeah, sense. yeah. When you then okay, let's talk. Let's actually <laughs> let's start. Sorry, I have so many questions in my mind. <laughs> let's start with okay. So you woke up. I did on the day. <laughs> What time did you wake up? Really early because um, <laughs> could, I think I woke up about quarter to six. six. Did you sleep? Yeah. I slept really well. <laughs> yeah, like a baby. Do you know why? And this, if anyone now says to me, uh, Dr. Mal, what is your top tip for passing a viva? Book a fucking massage the day before. Yeah. Honestly, I booked myself in for a massage. There's a place near me, a woman that has like a cabin in her garden, so it wasn't too spenny. And I had an hour-long aromatherapy massage followed by a 25-minute reflexology massage thing. What's her name? Do you know it? Oh, God. I will tag it. It's Mm -hmm. a woman in Chester. She's really lovely, really skilled. She does loads of different stuff, like Reiki and stuff like that. In fact, at the end, she went, bloody hell, you were stressed, weren't you? (laughs) Because I'd had like... I was stressed. I'd had like diarrhea for like two weeks. Yeah. Um, And I was like, oh yeah, could you tell? She was like, yes. She was like, your shoulders were a mess. And she was like, the whole time I was massaging you, I was just thinking this woman needs Reiki. And I was like, oh. (laughs) She's like, to be honest, I did do a little bit. And I was like, oh, Oh, okay, thank thank you. you. After my my mum got Reiki, she was like, your mind doesn't stop, does does it? And my mum was like, no. (laughs) I really want to, I'm going to book you into like a full session. Um, And yeah, afterwards I felt, Oh my God, I felt like I was on a cloud. I felt so relaxed. Yeah. It was exactly what I needed. I think by the time you get to the night before your Viva, right? Um, listeners, honestly, you've done all you can in terms mm-hmm. of knowledge, in terms of prep, everything like that. All you need to focus on is getting yourself into the right headspace. And for me, that was finding calmness. Yeah. You're um, not going to, in within those moments of cramming, we've said this before, don't you're cram. not, not going to learn and think, actually, you're going to scare yourself even more because you're going to figure out. Yeah. You're going to find something that you, you're like, oh shit, I don't know that. Mm-hmm. And then that's going to lead you with doubt. Whereas if you just stop it, put it down and just have that moment to relax. And yeah. you've been like, I've got this, I've got this. And just do that. Or it's almost like getting yourself in the game. No, it is 100%. If you think that. about athletes, they don't train up until the last minute. Yeah. They're doing now mental prep for the next day. Yeah, You know, exactly. eating the right things. To be honest, having I... Having enough rest. I didn't do tons and tons and tons of prep because I just felt like if I know it I know it I do know it yeah like I was I just didn't want to overwhelm myself but, but a lot of people say a week is enough a week is enough and I'm sure it's not a week of like nine till nine crime and crime no. a week a week of just like well I was reading your time yeah, yeah which I, is crazy. I was just reading my th- my thesis when I was on the train so like I finished reading my thesis the morning of the day before yeah um and then that day I didn't do anything else I didn't do any practice questions I think I read through my practice questions maybe once the day before nice and then it was all just about getting in the game and getting in the in the right headspace so yeah I felt very chilled the night before I did a meditation in bed as well um like a guided meditation because mm. I know they get me in a good headspace went to bed really early um and made sure I had my outfit 
hung up and ready to just put on in the morning. Yeah, you don't want to be faffing about that in the morning. Don't want any faff. Um, so I, what did you decide to wear? Yeah, so I wore like... Um, I wore work black work trousers, which are a bit like joggers, but they are like work style material. Yeah. If that makes sense. So a bit cash. And then I had like a really nice, just plain white t-shirt on mm-hmm. and then like a lilac. A really lovely blazer. lilac blazer. I love that blazer. It's so soft. Yeah. And then I just had like, you know, my makeup, earrings. I felt comfortable, but I also felt like I looked professional enough. You definitely did. I, I saw you afterwards. You definitely looked professional yeah. right now. And then trainers, but that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. You want to be comfortable at the end of the day. Yeah. And also like you you're going to get sweaty. For a long time. You're gonna... Yeah. You don't want any tight waistbands or no. anything like that. Because I bloat when I'm stressed as well. Same. So I wanted to be able to breathe comfortably. <laughs> um, so yeah, I got up really early. I managed to eat a piece of toast. Well done. I knew that I wouldn't want to eat properly, but I knew that I needed something. Yeah. So I forced a piece of toast down and yeah, got there early. My One of my supervisors was meeting the external examiner in our building at like half eight. And I knew that. So I went and said hello at half eight and just like a hi. And then mm-hmm. they went off and I, I just went and waited on my own. I had a cup of tea, cup of, cup of herbal set on my tummy. Um, Which herbal? I had a ginger. Ginger that helps good. when you're feeling sick. Yeah. So I had a ginger tea. Um, yes. And then we went over to, so at our uni, there's a doctoral academy building, which has this special postgraduate room in it where you do vivas. Yeah. All unis might not have that. I don't know, but our uni has this designated space. So I went over to there. Did you go visit it before? Because I feel like that's something I would have to do is go see where it is, suss it up. So you're not stressed on the day trying to figure out where it is. Yeah. If I hadn't have already been to that place, I would say 100%, 100% do that. Yeah. Luckily, I'd had a meeting with someone from the Doctoral Academy like a year ago when I was on yeah. a research project. So I'd already been yeah, and that's I'd good. seen the room. Okay, that's good. There's nothing worse than like trying to find where you're going flapping and you're like, that's that's another level of stress that you don't need. Yeah. in your. You want it to go as smoothly as possible. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, if you haven't been to the space before, definitely visit it. And it's also nice to be able to visualize yourself in yeah. it. In terms of manifestation. And then, yeah, exactly. And then when you're doing your positive visualization, which I often do, yeah, I will then pitch myself in that room, get my doctorate. Yeah, I literally did that, honestly, for like the good two hours that morning. Um, not like whilst I was getting ready and whilst I was uh, like um, commuting and stuff like that, I was just constantly saying to myself, out loud when available <laughs> in my head when not available mm. you are amazing you are going to smash this you're confident you feel happy you feel amazing. you know I just did all that over and over and over again I just kept visualizing myself sat on that t- sat at the table smiling and talking confidently yeah um you know and I did listen guys thank you so much for sending your song recommendations because I listened to that playlist yeah. in the morning did it work it, it got me in a good place. Yeah, I listened to it and then I moved on to like Ludovico because I wanted, yeah. then I needed chill. Chill. And, and Nora Jones for me is my go to when yeah. I need to chill. Um, so, yeah, that was like the, the lead up. Yeah. I think it's so important to, at that point, don't, even though you're nervous, try and be like, I always change it. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm actually really excited. People will probably look at me and like, and what, you're excited? No, I'm shitting it inside. You just got to but, tell your brain. But, uh, if I t- tell it out loud and tell other people, I'm like, oh, no, I'm really excited. Yeah, of course, I'm a little bit nervous, but mainly excited. It's going to go really well. Yeah. I'm happy. And and you you might not believe it, but you're telling your brain and in a certain way, it's, it's just going to help you lead up to it, isn't it? And oh, definitely. Like I was literally in the mirror, in the toilet going, oh, my God, I'm so excited for this. I was saying it yeah. out loud. I told you, you were like, I'm nervous. It's like, nerv- like the, turn those nerves into excitement. Exactly. And like, obviously, to you, I'm happy to admit that I was nervous. But on the day, <laughs> I was very much just trying to trick my yeah. brain. Into thinking I do I that all the time. Whenever I used to compete, my coach used to say to my mum, like, how is she so calm? Like, how is she so just like chilled and calm with it all? Especially because Emily's scatty as fuck <laughs> in day to day. Mum was like, she's shitting herself. <laughs> she's absolutely she's faking it until she makes it. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, all right, well, she does it well. And and I guess it's like good, it's just good game face on like just yeah. like, okay, get into your like mind palace. You're talking, talking yourself up. You're going to do great. And just calm yourself down, bring that heart rate yeah, down. Yeah, and like by that point, I did not think I was going to fail. No. Like I know that I- Because I've- you'd done enough of like, 
I'm not going to fail. But How the fuck like, am I going to fail? I know that it's a good piece of work. I know it's yeah. well written. I've spent a lot of time and effort making it a good thesis. And like, I trust my supervisors that they wouldn't have let me get to the point of failure. So for me, it was a point, it was like a distinction between um, minor corrections and major corrections. That right. to me, I, I knew I wasn't going to fail. Yeah. That's what I told myself. So by that point, I knew that whatever happened, I was going to be a doctor by the end of the day. Right. So I was trying to get excited about, you're going to be a doctor. In two hours, you're going to be a doctor. Whatever shit goes down in this room. You're going to be a doctor. You're going to come out of it a doctor. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's what I focused on. It was, it's just then come the nerves so you can answer in a way that's really collective yeah. and, yeah. you know, a, like a, to a point. And it was really nice because two of my supervisors, unfortunately, my lead supervisor, who I loved a bit, she wasn't able to come because she is in Aberdeen. She's moved universities and she just couldn't physically get down here for the day. Um, but my two others did. One came from Newcastle, which I was so pleased about. And they sat with me because basically you, what happens is your external examiners will never, sorry, you, your examiners will never have met each other. Yeah. Your external and your internal right? Or very likely they won't have ever met. So they meet before the Viva to discuss what they're going to say, what questions yeah. they're going to ask, what they think about it. So they were in the room Discussing. having that discussion and oh. I was sat outside the room. I couldn't see them. I was like down a bit. But you know, they're doing yeah. their bits. So it was really sweet. My supervisors came and sat with me and we were just small talking, um, you know, and and that sort of thing, um, which kept me distracted by that point. You know, yeah, in a way it was nice to be with them, and yeah, that's it. Talk through my my concern is that I don't know if I or ever think think that my thesis is a good piece of work. I think I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe if if you've submitted it and your your supervisors say you should just have faith in them, but yeah, that'd be a struggle for me. I think and just being like back in it, being like, no, I've done good. Don't get me wrong. I don't <clears> think all of it. I, I'm not confident about all of it, but I think you well, know, your your writing is your strong your strong point and so like the, you can convey a message really clearly and i mean yeah your work is a good strong piece of work but your supervisors won't let you submit your yeah. thesis if they don't think that it's good enough yeah that's, that's true. just a fact that is a fact do you know what i mean so it looks bad on them exactly yeah. yeah so even if it's just that that makes you think that it's good enough do you know what i mean yeah yeah that's true that's so true. but Scary. it's something you have to work on though obviously. yeah like there's bits of it that i think fucking hell that's a bit loose or <laughs> do you know what i mean but as a whole thing i have yeah. faith in it i suppose okay so you're so you're sat down waiting to go in um what well, how do they call you in so then the independent chair oh god this makes me right. sick i don't want to hear it <laughs> i had an independent chair who is someone that we both know she's lovely she's contributed to the podcast before um her role was just to basically sit in the viva and just make sure the process was all going as it should be so she came out and said like molly they're ready for you and i was like fuck this is it you know yeah game let's go and okay, let's go. With the way that it's structured in, in our institution, there's this like bloody bridge that you have to walk over, like no. an internal bridge. If that is it like sense. The Apprentice? That's exactly what it felt like. I felt God, like I was walking, walking to my doom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's going to be someone over the side being like, you're fine. You're fine. Um, <laughs> you're not a doctor. Oh, yeah. what's happening to my voice? And then yeah. I got in there and um, they were very smiley, which helps. And they put mm -hmm. me at ease straight away, my examiners, because... They were just very nice and I sat down. I've heard that so much though. Like the the whole process is the first the first contact is them trying to get you comfortable and at ease because the last thing they want is you to be so nervous that you can't answer any of the questions. They're intrigued. Yeah. They want to find out information. They know if you're, you know, not comfortable in the environment that you're probably not going to do your best. So that's why I hear like either like the first question is like an icebreaker or they're just trying to make sure that like, hey, yeah, you're right. Exactly. Get in. It, it was both of those things. Was it? Definitely. They were like, um, I think my internal side and she started by saying like, oh, you know, I just really want to say that I genuinely enjoyed re reading your thesis. So straight away, you're like, oh, okay. And then she, I think she started off by saying like, so, you know, just tell us a little bit about why you wanted to do this work. Okay. So that's a question. I think that out of all the questions they asked me, I think that was the only one I'd prepped for. What, why you wanted to do it like what were your motivations to do yeah. research and stuff that was like the ice what were your motivations to doing that oh don't make me do another <laughs> come on i want to know no. i talked all about like um the issues that we have around um climate change and that's why i was really interested in sustainability yeah. the role that organizations have in mm -hmm. the making that a positive thing or not and then i talked about how we were just um experiencing a global disaster my background in ethics i talked all about that yeah. basically but it just really eased me in by that point though 
I was, I was starting, I had, you know, nerves at that point because mm. I just sat down. I drank, you know, those like conference big glasses bottles of water. Yeah. I drank a whole one within like 10 minutes. Oh my God. Because my, I just had like, I, such, such a dry, dry mouth. Yeah, yeah. You're literally like, <gasps> water. And it gave me something to do. Like yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, that's what I always do, like sip or do something. Yeah. Usually have my rings on, which I don't have them today, but to fiddle. Do you know what? There was one point I had my hands under the table, like holding my fingers and like playing, like you say, playing, playing my rings. rings. And then suddenly there was this noise. Oh. But like so loud. I was clicking my knuckles, but I didn't think they were going to click. And all, all of, of my sudden, nickels. Nickels? <laughs> all of my nickels. <laughs> all of my knuckles clicked at once. My po- oh, let me pick up my nickels. Sorry <laughs> about that. <laughs> external examiner looked at me like what the fuck and I went oh sorry about that and then she just like laughed (laughs) but I was really grinding yeah Yeah. because you can do that under the table I always find like rings are such a good thing for me to fiddle with yeah especially because I'm a fidget yeah I am as well and I talk with my hands and and sometimes yeah yeah which is nice though I think talking with your hands do you know one thing I realized (laughs) which is is if you obviously this is audio form but (laughs) Molly just did like almost an orchestrator sort of but it's nice and did like a wave a waft of her hands I really enjoy I really enjoy wafting my hands Uh, see it's funny you say waft I say waft oh yeah waft Waft. <laughs> but um do you know one thing that i realized i did um and i didn't realize until the second the viva finished so i had my thesis printed out which obviously everyone do that have it printed and bound you know ready to take in with you and i had it next to me i did not open it once no right did not open it once but every, for every like few minutes or like say if there was what, a did question, you touch it like you were like um the whole truth and nothing but the truth <laughs> Honestly, like, if they asked me a question that was quite hard, or I really need to think about it, I would lay my hand on the thesis. And, like, zap the information. They were like, fucking hell, she reading it with her hand. Especially with those rings. Molly's got quite, like... Quite like what? Like, um, fortune teller rings. Gypsy rings. Gypsy rings. One of them yeah. is very much like Thanos's ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so you, it was, like, so like, you were doing, like, Reiki. <laughs> The whole time I just had my hand like the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Um, I'll tell you what though, they did answer it, asked some questions. I was like, fuck. There was a couple of questions where I really had to be like, hmm, that's such an interesting question. I was like, I really, yeah, that's so interesting. Let me just have a glass of water. Let me, you know, while I thought about it. Yeah. And I had answers. There was not one question that I didn't But you're have an allowed answer. to, th- surely they're asking you questions that are thought provoking yeah so you're allowed to take a second to go hmm yes take your time yeah this is an issue i have when someone asks me a question and i've learned i've got better at it for three years but i still could get better and i might actually maybe do a presentation to see and get people to ask me questions right to see if i can like sit and think oh what because you just dive straight in i just dive straight in and then realize by the end of my me answering that question i'm like Oh, that's not the question you asked me. You could have answered it in a different way. Yeah, if I just took a moment. And that's the one thing definitely with the Viva, just take your time because there's no rush. You know, like mine was an hour and a half, which is very nice amount of time. Um, It's very average, I think, on the lower side, maybe an hour and a half. Like I've been told to expect that, but they can go on much longer. There's no time limit. So if you take ages answering each question, fine. They even complimented Molly's work saying it was um, an enjoyable read. Oh my God. One of them said she found it gripping. Gripping? I I think that's a bit of an overstatement. (laughs) But it was really nice at the end. My external was like, you know, I can really see... um, scope for publication she was like you know you could your framework's really great like you could do this you could do that like she actually sounded quite enthusiastic about it so i was like fucking hell that's cool i was like i'm probably not gonna do any of that but it's really but nice thanks to- <laughs> yeah really nice cheers um yeah and honestly guys what were the kind of questions sorry i know oh, you're gonna about to say um, some advice but so i won't tell you the specific questions because they're so specific, specific yeah. so there's no point in saying them but i can definitely tell you that um they were very i could have predicted them in the sense of they were very much my external examiner's comfort area. Yeah. So Which we said in the prepping for the Viva. Yeah. But I still didn't prep those questions. And I think it was because I got to the point where I was like, I have no idea what they're going to ask me. So I almost felt like, what's the point? I know the thesis and that's mm. all I can do. I, I wrote it. I know it inside and out. So I yeah. just have to have faith that whatever they ask me. And basically like her area is very much focused on the context of the study. 
So for me, my research area is a, is a specific area. And then I used a particular context as like a Petri dish, right? Yeah. But she very much focused on the Petri dish. Yeah. Which was fine because like I could talk about that. But to me, that is not the main focus of the research in a way. But I suppose it is, but... But yeah, and, and that was fine. But I think I think that's important though, because it's almost like you can focus on that, but don't focus that on too much because you don't know whether they're going to ask those questions. Exactly. So like, if you then go, okay, well, their expertise is in this. Okay, I'm going to learn all about blah, blah, blah. And then don't actually learn maybe your your thesis as much inside out as much as you should. And then they don't ask you any questions in those areas that you revise so hard on. Then, yeah, then you're kind of, you fucked yourself, basically. It's one of those. You just need to be able to apply your knowledge of your thesis. Adaptability, maybe. Just be adaptable, yeah. Apply it to to their research area. And, like, that's that's what I had to do. And, you know, that was fine. But, yeah, a lot of the questions were about, um, they focused a lot, obviously, on the findings and how it was applicable, how it could impact um, practice. You know, we talked a lot about that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, impact is so important, especially nowadays. Everyone is hot on impact, aren't they? Yeah, and my whole framework was written for, you know, I, had, I think I had like eight practical contributions from my... Well, people want to know like, what the fuck are you going to do with this? Okay, cool, yeah. cool, but like, how can we... What's yeah. the impact here? Like, exactly. what, what, why have you done this? Who's going to care about yeah. it? Yeah, How yeah, is yeah, it yeah. going to help them? So there was a lot about that. Okay, so you've done all that. You've answered all the questions. You're sweating because you sat next to a radiator. Oh my God, yeah, <laughs> what the fuck? So I was sat like half a foot in front of a radiator, which was blaring. <laughs> so no wonder I was so hot. Like, why am I so nervous? I know I'm nervous, but I don't know why yeah. I'm heating up so much. And then like the independent chair at the end, she went, mm, just going to flick that off. And I was like, Jesus Christ, I didn't, yeah, I was sweating. Everyone was probably like, get out of it. Yeah. Maybe that's a tactic. Put on the radiator, <laughs> blast everyone out, sauna it no out. I want to be able to think clearly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so you get, so how do they wrap it up? Yeah. So how do they do it? Do they just say? Um, it was funny, yeah, because like it, it felt like it was coming to a natural end. And in a way, in my head, I was thinking, but yeah, have I got off lightly here? Because there's a lot of questions I've prepped for that they've not asked me. Like, Well, your not... viva was only an hour and a half. Yeah, they hadn't interrogated Mad. me about certain things. But now I realise, and this is what they said to me, they were confident that I just, that those other areas were solid. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They were, she was like, we're not going to grill you on stuff that you clearly have articulated and stuff yeah. in the research. And, and that was great because I think... Like, for example, one of my supervisors said he sat in an eight-hour viva a couple of weeks ago. Just, I don't get it. I don't it's get ridiculous. it. ridiculous. And he and they passed. Yeah, I know that, but that we've talked about this. I don't get Like, if you're in there for eight hours, what are you trying to find out? But you say that it's probably because they haven't actually read the, pay, the thesis. Potentially. Potentially. So they're asking questions which they probably don't need to ask, whereas I feel like my examiners, they'd obviously read my thesis very thoroughly and they only genuinely asked me stuff that they wanted further yeah. clarification on. They weren't asking me stuff that was in, that they already got from the thesis. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They weren't asking questions for the the sake of it yeah to be like oh shit no it was just and then like- and then you know when you haven't read something you ask a question and then it sparks another question then it sparks another question and it's actually n- nothing now to do with a- the actual thesis of what they've done and it's yeah. like gone off into a rabbit hole and you're trying to steer it back in and it was genuinely like and honestly like my supervisor particularly my lead supervisor in the lead up kept saying this to me and i did not believe her that she was like it's a conversation it will feel like a conversation and i did not believe her oh my god it, it genuinely does. did. Oh, that's exciting. It felt like a chat. It felt like a chat, which was a bit of a scary chat at times, particularly when it was a question that was quite tricky, but it did. It felt like a really, yeah. like we were equals. They were interested and it was genuinely enjoyable. And then like, yeah, at the end, so it sort of felt that's like it mad. was... mad. <laughs> I say, it's so it weird. was enjoyable. And it felt like it was like coming to a natural end. And then like the external said to the intern, like, have you got anything more? And she was like, no, have you? No. And then this is where it was quite funny because what is meant to happen is they say, okay, can you leave the room? We're going to have a chat and then we'll invite you back in. My external, who is really experienced, she's a professor. So she knows the process, but I think she just, maybe she was too hot. Maybe that's what was going on. She started saying- She's too hot. (laughs) That radiator was just causing issues. But she started saying, um, she was like, well, I think, you know, we both agree that, you know, you'll be Dr. Molly very shortly and- uh, (gasps) You know, there's going to be minor corrections and all this. So then the independent chair went, oh, oh, no, uh, Molly actually, yeah, Molly needs to leave the room. 
you guys can discuss it and then come back in. Yeah. So by the time I left the room... You were like, fuck yeah. I knew I'd passed. This happened to my friend as well. She got told, like, they were like, well, yeah, you got your PhD. She was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Which in a way, I mean, it, it doesn't it, matter. Yeah. It's not going to change the outcome. No, no, no. So when and I then, walked out of yeah. the room, my supervisors were like, so what do you reckon? I was like, well, I don't reckon. I know. I know. Passing minor corrections. Yeah, yeah. Woo-hoo. <laughs> yeah. And then you went back in and what did they go? It uh, was that a bit awkward. They were yeah. like... Hello. Exactly. So I walked back in and they were like, Congratulations, Dr. Molly. And then they were like, We couldn't remember how to pronounce your surname, so we thought it was safer to say just Dr. Molly. And I was like, Well, it's not that hard, but yeah. 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 Um, (laughs) Yeah. Come on. And they were like, It's probably not a shock because we already told you. And I was like, Yeah. So um, I sat back down and they told me what my corrections Mm -hmm. were. So there's two things. That's it. It's gonna crazy. Be very, yeah. No, not they're not. It's not. And just you like, can decline them if you if you really wanted to, but you'd be nuts to decline can them. You? you can go. I don't. You can contest it. Yeah. You can be like, no, I don't want to do that. Oh fuck. But that. then not, you're probably gonna not get your PhD. Why would anybody? I've do heard that? people do that before. Well, I have. It's ridiculous. Yeah. My Drop pride. Your ego is, at that point. I was gonna yeah. say my pride is not that ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, they just told me the corrections, and then I gave everyone a hug, and we ate cake. And yeah. And it was. And you were it. pooped, weren't you? Yeah. By the time I saw you, 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 the the soul had lost the rise. Yeah, bless you. Made the effort, which was so lovely no, to come and meet me. No, Pat, it was alright. I was just like a gone person. <laughs> you were, you know, you were there. We went for a little bit of walk, and you were like, get, "I need to go." I home. need to go home. I think immediately after the vibe, I felt okay, but then well, because your adrenaline's still you, pumping, that was it. And I think I was on a crash because yeah. I got up so early. The adrenaline had been so high, but not for just that day. For a week, yeah, yeah, I was on high alert. Um, but, and then, yeah, it's funny since then because I hate to say this, but it has felt like a bit of an anticlimax. I'm scared about this. This always happens with me though. And we are very similar. When I finish something, I almost feel like weirdly empty in a way, or like there's like an anticlimax, you know, any of my degrees I've been like, oh, oh, okay. That's it. And I think I just want to be honest about that. It's almost like a birthday. Yeah, because I think with the PhD, like from day one, the becoming the doctor is on this pedestal, right? And we wait. It's like becoming the doctor is this big, Mm. sparkly, amazing thing that when you get there, it's going to feel amazing. And sometimes I do feel like, fucking Amal, will you never be happy? Will you never be content? Because like I do things and then I'm like, oh, you know, and I hate to say it, but it was a bit like that with my wedding. It was a bit of like a, oh, sort of thing. Because I think when we when we give something so much attention and energy and stuff, I don't know. Everyone keeps saying to me, oh my God, does it feel amazing? It doesn't lead up to your expectations because the expectations are so ridiculously high. So you're like, this must feel euphoric. And actually, it it doesn't. It is like, when you you turn, people are like, how does it feel to be one year older? Literally exactly the same. Yeah. It felt like there was a a a sense of relief. Yeah. Yeah. But people keep saying to me, oh my God, you're a doctor. How does it feel? I'm like, literally like nothing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm pretty much the same. And you're in a job as well. So it's not like you've hadn't, you haven't had this break or this trend, like this, you're now working probably harder than you were. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So much harder. Being a lecturer is so much harder than being a PhD student. Yeah. I guess my takeaway would be in a way. And that is like daunting for as a PhD student knowing that it only gets harder but it's a different sort me. of hard because yeah, yeah. it's not just you it's not your project that is like sitting on your back in a yeah. sense so it's it's harder in a different way mm. in, in a different way I wouldn't say it's like maybe I shouldn't say that then it's just different but I think I guess the way I'm feeling now about the Viva is very much it has emphasized that do not make your PhD your life because yeah. it is just a degree. And at the end of the day, you'll become a doctor and it's not going to feel orgasmic. No. <laughs> it's not going to feel incredible. <laughs> yeah, so it's wonderful in many ways, but it's also just a day. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's really important to yeah drill home of like, it's a PhD at the end of the day. It's not your whole identity in life. And, exactly. And just be, be wary of that and don't let it consume you. You know, if you... Yeah. If you have a bad day, it's just literally a bad day at work, not your fa- a bad day at your life. Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, I've had a couple of things through the post that have already said Dr. Martin I mean, that's fucking friends. cool. And it's really cool. But, you know, that's, yeah. that's as far as it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine that. It's almost like when a film gets hyped up and you're like, okay, well, it must be amazing. And you watch yeah. it and you just go, all right, it yeah, was good. It was, it was good, but it wasn't mind-blowing like people said should we get um an inspirational quote i think we should do it okay let's go what accent was that don't know 
So I'm not sure this quote goes with the topic, <laughs> but I went to a conference yesterday and yeah. this guy was talking about he's an unpaid carer and he's probably about in his 80s and he's talking about caring for his wife, Neri. And he tells this lovely story and it's really, really lovely. And he talks about how like he had this cloud in his head when they got the diagnosis and through charities and research that we do, that cloud got lifted. What is it? Alzheimer's? Alzheimer's, dementia, yeah. And I don't know what, um, he didn't specify which type of dementia because there's loads of different dementias. Um, And he says this quote, and he does, I don't think he realizes it's a quote. And he's just sort of talking and sharing his story. And I was like, well, and I instantly wrote it down. I was like, we're going to say this on the podcast because oh I just think it's just so lovely. Um, and so he said, um, we often think it's the end of the world, but actually it's the beginning of a new world. Oh, can we say his name? Do you know his, his name's name? Tony. Tony. I don't know his full no, name. That's good. Let's but just... yeah, his name's Tony. And how sweet is that? And I think, yeah, when we when we apply it to the PhD world, obviously, you know, he's talking about dementia, and he's like, oh, he thought it was the end of the world. He thought that's it, the end, end of the world for his life. But actually, it was the beginning of their new world and their new world to navigate. But as PhD students, we often think it's the end of the world when something goes wrong or or say with you, it's the end of the world of like your PhD, but actually yeah. it's just the beginning of... Yeah, I was going to say to me, obviously he's talking about something which is much more important. <laughs> yeah, like... yeah, yeah. If we apply it to our <laughs> mediocre lives. Yeah, to apply it to that, yeah, to me that's like, I think we can often see the PhD as like the be all and end all. Yeah. Whereas really it is the start of your career. It's the start of an entrance into our world of academia or maybe actually something completely different. But yeah, don't give it too much weight because it mm. is, it's the start of something very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Will and you say his quote again? Yeah, I will. Because I really like that. So cute. And honestly, the, the most loveliest guy. We often think it's the end of the world. But actually, it's the beginning of a new world. This has been Super Genius. We love you. Thanks you for listening to us and hanging out. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. 